Welcome to Ego Netcast. Today I will talk to Sandrine uh, Maura. Uh, hi, Sandrine. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how are you doing? I am very good. Thank you. How are you? Good, good too. How are things in Winnipeg, Canada? Ah, uh, they're cold. Yeah. <laughs> very cold. Yeah, yeah. it's you, January you... and February, usually are the coldest months of the year. Uh, I can't remember how cold it was yesterday, but with the wind, I'm pretty sure around minus 30 or minus 35, I think it and was last. So. And when you say 35, then it's Fahrenheit, right? Or oh, no, it, it's Celsius. It's Celsius? Minus 35? Oh, yeah. Oof. Yes, it's it's cold. <laughs> we, we can get as low as minus 50 with the wind, so it can be very, <laughs> very cold. Wow. Yes. When you have to drink lots of hot tea and, and uh, have warm clothes. Yeah, but uh, you you live in Sweden, so yes. I mean, it's really cold over there too. Yeah, it is sometimes not so cold right now today, but we have minus before, but not not thirty five degrees when it's very 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 cold. <laughs> so I will start out, uh, Sandrine, reading from your bio on Twitter: yep. uh, social media coach slash blogger slash curator and uh, slash author, founder of. Uh, social Media Slant or S-O-M-E Media Slant on Twitter mm -hmm. and you have a, a Twitter chat where called hashtag SM Slant Chat yes and also you have a tw uh, Twitter profile on SM Slant Chat yes and you are writing for Paperly that's the service that uh, you could maybe talk a bit uh, about as a start out and also for Business to Business News Network columnist Yes. Um, so Paperly has been around for quite a few years right now. And um, it's a service that allows you to create your own magazine based on um, specific uh, usernames or hashtags or whatever keywords you're entering in, the, in your dashboard. And it automatically uh, selects um, tweets uh, from Twitter, information from Twitter, and it creates a nice, very nice looking magazine. Um, so a lot of people see it as an aggregation tool, but uh, over the years, Paperly has evolved and, and it's become a lot more than just that. Um, one of the latest uh, features is the ability to actually um, handpick the content and create magazines based on this handpicked content and it's something that I do with one of my papers uh, and then I embed the paper on my website so I bring I bring the traffic to my website and whenever people uh, click on the links they go directly uh, to the source so that's uh, that's what I really like about Paperly that's a nice uh, that's a very nice um, service yeah, great. Uh, that's good. And uh, then we could talk about what you have been up to right now. You you did a post for Paperly on uh, trends for yes. social media and other things for this new year. Mm -hmm. I'm happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Yes, absolutely. Happy New Year. Yeah. And you say it in French also, right? Uh, bonne année. Yeah. So, what was uh, the article or in the post about in, on Paperly? The trends, different trends, and we will—I uh, will include it in the show notes. 
Yeah. Um, so actually, um, papally, um, Kelly Hungerford, um, who is a major uh, actor in the papally team, um, um, created a chat called Bees Heroes, uh, Twitter chat, uh, last year. And uh, every week uh, we feature the, uh, 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 a publisher from the mm. papal community and we ask them questions and, and people come and it's a very, very supportive chat where people exchange ideas. It's, it's really, really nice. Um, so the hashtag is, uh, biz heroes. And, um, this time I, I actually write a weekly roundup for Papally and, and this time I really wanted to highlight some of the ideas from the community because uh, most of the time we talk about the big guns, the big experts who share uh, their take on what's going to happen the following year and, and I really wanted to highlight members of the community and share their thoughts because their their predictions may actually happen as well. It's not just the big guns. So um, I selected seven uh, main subjects that I think uh, will happen this year. <laughs> main uh, main predictions. Yeah. Um, so uh, the seven predictions from the community, the papally community, uh, would be of course uh, the mobile takeover. Uh, mobile is definitely big. It's not going to slow down. Uh, the importance of visual content, and it's not something new. <laughs> no. Human beings have been visual beasts for uh, a long time. Actually, writing started with like icons and images, so it's really nothing new. So, but visual storytelling is actually going to continue to rule, and, and I don't think it's going to stop there. Um, also, the importance of uh, curation. You know, everyone talks about curation, but a lot of people actually don't know what it is, so they equate it to aggregation. So they don't okay. really know. Uh, curation and creation together are going to be the big thing this year because there's so much content being published on a daily basis that, you know, the companies, the brands that actually make the effort to find the gems for their audiences will be rewarded, I think, much more than those who that just create content. So I think this year, um, like a lot of the, the members of the chat said, you know, curation is going to matter a lot. Uh, we're also going to see, uh, you know, marketing becoming more human. It started a little bit last year, but I think more and more brands are starting to realize that they cannot just broadcast and mm. self-promote, that they need to um, be... Um, they need to be more human. They need mm. to, 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 to serve their audience in a way that is not one-sided anymore. It, it needs to be a win-win for everyone. It needs to be a conversation. It, it's very, very important. Um, and the, the logical consequence of that uh, is that the, the brands are start also starting to realize that uh, the relationship uh, they have with consumers is changing. And, and consumers now have a voice. They are not afraid of using it. And with social media... Uh, they, they can make or break any any brand. Um, and there will also be, I think, uh, the importance of 
analysis of data a lot more. Um, a, a lot of brands, you know, start jump on the social media bandwagon and without having any goals, they don't know the metrics they're going to measure. And, and most of the time they're, they're focused on likes, you know, and shares, mm. but they don't really look at anything beyond that. Mm. Um, and, and we know uh, because of, some studies that were published last year uh, that uh, the people who are vocal on social media are actually a minority. So you don't really have access to your entire audience if you don't really use the the, the real metrics. And, and finally, um, a logical consequence of all that is that less is more, uh, which means that Basically, people, audiences will run away from the noise and um, engage with content and campaigns that are, I would say, quality centric and really offer a customized experience. People want personalized experiences. So that's what I think uh, is going to happen. And that's members of the Biz Heroes community chat highlighted uh, last time. Yeah, great. That's uh, very interesting. So we'll include that in the show notes. And we could talk a bit uh, more about, you said, um, how to have a conversation as we are <laughs> having now. Uh, traditional marketing and PR and, and ad advertising and so on have often been with this the company or, or the brand who has the biggest megaphone or, or yeah. loudspeaker will hear and and reach out um, and you had you you picked that up in a recent post about mm -hmm. two mistakes there by one organization PETA uh, and a politician in Alaska uh, yes. could you tell uh, the listeners a, a little bit about that and then we I will include that also in the show notes so they could get the whole scoop sure uh, this is actually one of the messiest brawl I've ever seen online yes. <laughs> and I've seen quite a few um, so um, Sarah Palin uh, everyone knows her, so I'm not going to talk about her, yeah. but uh, uh, she is the ex-Alaska governor. And uh, she went uh, to post on a Facebook page something about, you know, how um, in 2015 she hopes that every stumbling block will turn into a stepping stone on the path forward. And um, she talked about how her kid... Um, taught her a lesson about that you can turn every every roadblock into a stepping stone but she uh published pictures uh, that showed her kid uh he's almost seven years old uh stepping on their dog to reach the sink mm. um and a lot of people praised her for you know the picture and the message the message was nice absolutely nice but the pictures were disturbing uh because to me uh, they show a, da a potentially dangerous situation, both for the kid and both for the dog. Uh, so the kid could have fallen and hurt mm. himself. And, and I think, you know, as well behaved as a dog may be, if it's hurting or if it's scared or feels threatened, it will bite. Mm. So in any case, it could have been dangerous. Nothing happened, of course, but you know, it could have. Uh, so a lot of people uh, went insane 
over the post and, and accused uh, Palin of animal abuse. Hmm. Um, so the the whole event could have died out, died down quietly, had Peter. Uh, hmm not intervened. PETA jumped on the bandwagon and basically published a very scathing response, you know, accusing Palin of being hard-hearted, oblivious, callous, um, you know, and, and said something like uh, she had been filmed with, uh, while well, turkeys were being slaughtered right behind mm. her, behind her, yes, uh, in full view of the camera. So, you know, they, they pushed the envelope. Uh, PETA is famous for that. They're notorious for pushing the envelope. So, yep. uh, but uh, Palin counterattacked with a very long rant uh, where she involved Ellen DeGeneres because apparently a while back PETA had uh, elected her as uh, Woman of the Year, apparently. And she had posted a picture on her own page about a, a, a a kid, I think she was three or four year old, stepping on another dog. And, you know, she involved Barack Obama in the whole thing. And she was very, very insulting and very, I would say, it was uncomfortable to see the whole thing, how she, they both attacked each other, uh, thinking no one else was, was watching. Um, and the whole thing continued. Peter responded. Uh, Sarah Palin went to NBC News to expand on her post and so on and so forth. So it was very, very messy. And, and the problem with the situation is not that they were right or wrong. Uh, is that they behaved as though there were no one else. They took a conversation that should have been private into something, into the public arena, which was really bad. Uh, they involved third parties to get more attention. They would not back down. Uh, and, and, and they totally forgot that their audiences were watching and actually living comments. And they didn't respond to anyone. <laughs> so I think for me, they took their audiences hostage to the whole thing. And, and, and unfortunately, it's not, it's just one example of brand usually do. Uh, and, and it goes to prove that there's still a lot of work to do in the social media arena, especially with brand. And it's, uh, and it, 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 it can create a very negative storm in a short amount of time. And uh, uh, for individual brands and, and especially small businesses, uh, you do not want to be remembered for the wrong reasons. Uh, people like Miss pa uh, Mrs. Palin, you know, she, it's a way of being, it's a personality. She is, she is that way. So, you get what you expect. <laughs> mm, yeah. But for a small business, it's hard because it's a competitive world out there. And, and if, you be, if you want to be remembered, if you want people to trust you, if you want people to support you, you have to be very, very careful about the way you behave. It's okay to stand up for something to believe in. It's absolutely great because it's part of your personality. It's part of your brand. It's part of what's it's it part of the interest and it's what makes you human. But the moment that this uh, standing up becomes syn synonymous with loss of control, 
lack of empathy and, and disrespect of opinions, then you lose the support of, of other people. Because at the end of the day, people do not care about you. They, they care about the way you create your products so that you solve their own needs. So if you're expecting people to support you because you have an idea and so on and so forth, don't count on that. Gain their trust beforehand uh, and be very respectful of them. Be really respectful of the reasons why they follow you. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's a a good uh, explanation there. And... uh, What's more, uh, what are you doing at, at the moment um, besides uh, the weekly um, reports there for Paperly? I, uh, so I write my weekly roundups for Paperly. I write for B2B News Network, which is a, a new blog they launched a few months ago. And it's all about B2B uh, content, so mm. how B2B brands. That's, I write uh, not every week, but uh, frequently for them. Uh, and I write for my own blog. Yeah. Is I, this uh, B2B, is that international also, or is it mainly for North American market? Um, sometimes we are asked to put a focus on the Canadian market because B2B News Network is a branch of Digital Journal, Mm -hmm. uh, which is from uh, Toronto in Canada. So, but it's for an international audience from what I gather. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you need to talk about Canada too because the Canadian market is pretty big. But I feel that it's... um, as kind of international. Um, I think for me, the way I see it, social media is huge in North America. Mm. It's huge in America and the American continent. It's not so much in Europe, I would say. Um, from what I've seen, I'm, I'm French, right? So uh, this for brands, social media is not that big in France, for example. Mm. So... Yeah, it really depends. I think at this point we need to take things uh, one market at a time. Uh, it's it's really uh, it's really interesting to see the contrast between the areas of the world because sometimes when uh, we deal with a specific market, we, we tend to forget that other markets may follow or may not follow. So that's um, yeah. But I'm under the impression that's international. That okay, that's good. Interesting to hear because that's a challenge that I have and I'm as a social media evangelist and uh, mm-hmm. having workshops and courses and, and talks about social media and it comes up uh, with how, how could I use new media mm. business to business like uh, mm. because often in, in the general mainstream media it's talking about Facebook, uh, like youth are using it, or Instagram, mm-hmm. or or Twitter. May, maybe it's more like than politicians, uh, celebrities, and and others. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but it's not so much talking about for the small business owners doing yes. business with uh, doing uh, using social media in order to get business uh, with mm-hmm. other businesses. So. That's good that it's uh, starting up uh, new outlets and uh, mm. sources for that. Yes. So, good. And uh, when we talked about, it was like a half year ago, uh, when you had published uh, a book, right? An electronic book, e-book? Yes. Uh, what was the topic of that? 
Okay, uh, so I released uh, my second ebook, uh, social media ebook. Uh, it's called The Little Big Ebook on Social Media Audiences Build Yours, Keep It, and Win. Uh, I released it in like mid, mid 2014. Uh, so basically, the topic is how to create a social media strategy uh, with the basics. <laughs> So, um, and it's targeted, it's geared towards uh, small businesses and, and uh, solo entrepreneurs because often we talk about big brands, we give examples, uh, we share case studies about big brands and how, you know, you can use those case studies to fuel your own, uh, your own things. But I think we do not talk enough about the small businesses and the solo entrepreneurs who at the end of the day are the ones who truly fuel the economy. Um, So, uh, and I've worked with, uh, I work exclusively with small businesses and, and solopreneurs in different ways and, and and they are struggling. They've been struggling because they see the big brands and they think, oh, you know, I need a big budget to be able to create that. I saw this wonderful video, but I, I don't I don't think I can do it because it requires a lot of money. Um, so I, I wanted to write a book that would show these people, these this companies, that you can actually be successful online without the biggest budget in the world. Uh, so in this in this book, I cover specific topics like social media policy, uh, social media monitoring, leadership, what is content, gratitude, and so on and so forth. Things that are very, very basic. Uh, I'm not, I didn't reinvent the wheel, but I gave specific uh, case studies of, of smaller brands, uh, small uh, small businesses that can be quite useful, and it's really also based on my own experience. Uh, I built my brand on a few hundreds of dollars. I didn't have the budget, and I still don't have it. And uh, I really wanted to help people because I learned. Uh, by trials and errors, and it was very, very uh, useful. So I used my experience to really share what I think works really well. And based on the reviews that I've received, uh, it works. <laughs> so Great. Uh, have you seen uh, uh, any success stories and results from it that um, small business owners that have read your book, ebook, that they come back to you? They haven't, no, people haven't uh, really come back to me about that. People haven't uh, really said anything. But based on the reviews, I I, I found uh, that people were agreeing and were... uh, wanted to put it into practice uh, the few uh the feedback that i've received uh private feedback was that uh, some people use it for their blogs and so on and so forth they have seen some results yeah. but uh, it was right after reading the book mm. so i haven't had anyone coming back to me after uh six months and telling me oh this has worked or this hasn't worked because sometimes people forget right they don't they're busy they do other things mm. they Maybe I will receive feedback in uh, in a few years, but uh, based on the reviews that I read on the book, uh, people find it very useful. 
Yeah, and that, I mean, we could talk about uh, a little bit more and then lead into the halftime about the trader principle because I see that the challenge also because one of my services is that you could be like a personal trainer in social media, but you have an ongoing, you set up goals and, and you, you check up and so on. Because many individuals that reach out to you or, or listen to you or re read something in the news, they think it's a quick fix. I, I often say it's not a... Uh, yeah. It's not uh, rocket science. Everybody could do it, but I have some experience. I started blogging in 2002. Uh, but they often want to have this quick thing and because they see this old, as we talked about before, the megaphone, uh, to have a big ad in a newspaper to get mm -hmm. quick results. Uh, and then we have this return on investment in time and, of course, money also because we are not... Uh, free uh, or uh, so on but mostly engagement uh, that it will take some time and you have this other challenge also that you have the, with the curator to explain that to mm -hmm. uh, layman that you don't have to create your own content all the time you could you could do a creation of somebody else that have written something good or a podcast or, or taking a nice picture and then do of course giving credits where credit is due uh, re mm -hmm. as journalists are doing if they are a good journalist to refer to the source and and where they have got it from but then you could add your own twist to on it or a comment and so on uh, yeah. so not everybody has to do their own content every Absolutely. I mean if we would how do they say about YouTube? If we, you and I should sit and watch everything that's consumed and produced on, on YouTube, mm. uh, we will never catch up because... <laughs> we would be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the same problem with the mainstream media also, all the newspapers, all the TV yeah. programs, etc. But the lurkers and the curators and, and the commenters don't get so much attention but they are important in this um, stepping stone also or this ladder or how you want to see it uh, and then it could be a hard thing that people could nod when they read your book uh, they could talk to others but maybe they do it face to face so you don't really hear about it mm -hmm. uh, but I, I believe in it that sooner or later it will come to you in, in, a, in a way anyway I mean uh, so uh, to say in a positive way and the same thing as you took up this example this uh, horrendous example with Palin and Vipita I mean they hopefully will suffer from this also in, in a way uh, by their own <laughs> actions so yeah. and and talking about that uh, I will talk about the half time here about the trader principle but before that, I will uh, do an announcement here that this uh, uh, podcast is uh, brought to you by audible.com so you could get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash ego netcast. That's my URL. Over 150 titles to choose from, from your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. And uh, for you listeners here now that listen to Sandrine and myself here, the conversation, uh, check out the free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give the opportunity to check out their service. Do you have any uh, book tip recently that you have uh, listened to on audio or re read? 
that you think, uh, like uh, on social media or something else? I don't uh, listen to audiobooks. No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I read a lot, yeah. but uh, articles. I don't really have time to read books, uh, especially social media, because when I'm done working, I work pretty much 14 hours a day in social yeah. media. So I when understand. I'm done with my day, all I want to do <laughs> is relax and read something else. That's good. Um, but uh, do, do you have any... And we, we could, could talk about that uh, when we leading into the trader principle. One one uh, pioneer in in internet and social media is Mark Zuckerberg, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I watched this movie several years ago. What was called the Social Network, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, of course, it was a Hollywood movie, so it was not correct on everything. Yep. But uh, yes. uh, he has. Um, a challenge here, a reading challenge, and I will include that yes. in the show notes also. And I uh, said, uh, my friend here and author, uh, Stefan Engeset, he has written a book called Sharkonomics. He has studied sharks, white sharks in uh, South Africa, and then he has applied it to uh, business and economics. So then if you take sharks and economics, you get sharkonomics. Mm -hmm. So it could be like remember when and when you say something that when the company didn't see this movement when the shark or the underdog taking over the market or or attacking you as a market leader so that's one uh, thing in his book but also it's uh, how you could defend yourself about uh, mm -hmm. from attacks so i i suggest that on the hashtag a year of books that uh, Mark Zuckerberg, he, I think his goal is to read a book every week, and that's a tough, tough uh, game. Yes. Uh, I, I, I will try to set up. I have a co-host for another podcast called Trend Pal, and uh, Lotta Gergels Aston. She said she will read a book every month. So with Audible, then you could read or listen when you are out walking with your dog that you're not stepping on. <laughs> I am a cat person myself, so it's hard to walk the cat, but they could sometimes follow you. But <laughs> when you have, as I did today, I, I was out walking and listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. But you could listen to an audiobook also, or before mm -hmm. you go to bed, or eating, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you come up with anything, uh, um, a book tip, you're more welcome to send that as an email. So... Uh, on the half time, we talk about the trader principle, and I uh, will include this also as, as a show note from the Ayn Rand lexicon. Uh, what's your take on this free exchange of ideas, products, and services? How is that working in Winnipeg, Canada? Um, I will talk about the world in general, if it's yep. okay. <laughs> of course, I'm... I, I, as a curator, uh, I've often been asked, why would you create content and redirect the traffic to other people's articles or videos or infographics? And I, and I always answer because my goal is to help my audience. I'm not here uh, selfishly. Uh, to just make money. I'm here to make my audience happy and to make people happy. And that's how you actually gain the trust of, of, of people around you. Uh, I believe in exchange of ideas. I believe that not everything should have a dollar sign attached to it. Um, I, I believe in treating people the way I would like to be 
uh, treated uh, in every sense of the word. And uh, to me, we live in a society, in a world, even a world that, you know, is, is, is money-oriented. Uh, so whenever I work with a brand, a small business or a solopreneur, uh, I focus on that idea. You have to be willing to give uh, to receive. Hmm. And I think to me that's one of the reasons why a lot of, of, of brands are, are scared of Google+. Plus. Um, on Google+, Plus and, and on Twitter as well, uh, these are two platforms where, where you reap what you sow, literally. Um, you give a lot of your ideas, you spend a lot of time helping people, and in return, they will help you back. Uh, so I, I strongly, strongly believe and invite uh, people to share freely and, and, and not just, you know, create content, also curate, uh, tell people, you know what, I'm not able to help you by creating something, but here is someone who has done something great and I advise you to check them out. I recommend them to you and, and tell them you I am sending you to them. So it's another way of promoting yourself. It's subtle, but it's another way to promote yourself. And at the end of the day, if the other person you recommended is, you know, grateful and, and smart enough, they will come back to you and say, oh, thank you for recommending me. And then you build a relationship. That's how you get started with people. I brainstorm with people all the time, you know, exchange ideas, exchange of, of even services sometimes. And, and, you know, I've made a lot of friends online. And these are the people who, when I asked for support, when my book was released, I said, my book is released. You know what? I didn't even have to ask for support. They gave it to me. They helped promote the book. Some of them bought the book. Um, others, you know, talked to me, talked to others about me, recommended me. Um, so if I had just talked to the idea that a customer or a member of an audience it equals a dollar sign, I would have never been able to grow my audience. People would have seen through the the crap, if I can put it that way. Um, so I think it's important uh, as a person, not just as a brand, uh, to treat people the way you would like to be treated. That's You, you reap what you sow, basically. Yeah. And I think of uh, <clears throat> ending where I agree totally. And, and uh, if we have a longer time and maybe some other time over a cup of tea, we could have a discussion <laughs> and also debate yes. about uh, these philosophy, uh, ideas and uh, philosophies regarding the dollar sign and regarding um, this giving and, and the exchange. Uh, mm -hmm. I see an, another principle that Miss Rand has created is the benevolence premise. Uh, the universal one, and that that you see, everyone has a potential uh, until it's proven uh, the other way around. And as you mm -hmm. say, it's uh, you know somebody about. Uh, we have reached out to each other on the internet. Mm -hmm. Then you hopefully like them, and then you trust them, and then you uh, do business with them. And that's this uh, giver's game that the uh, Dr. Ivan Meister is talking about, the founder of BNI, Business Network International. And also others like Jan Jansch has uh, talked about this his, in his book, The Referral Engine. So it's mm -hmm. uh, coming back to these universal uh, principles. Uh, 
So that's uh, I thank you for for your uh, talk about that and and your thoughts on uh, the trader principle. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, talking about that, if because this show is free, so uh, it doesn't cost anything to listen to it, mm-hmm. and hopefully people who listen to it will get something from it, and then they could support this show. I will include um, a new service called Patreon, uh, and I have a site there or page there called patreon.com forward slash lyceum, and where they could give a dollar or two or ten or whatever, Per month, so it's on a regular basis, and then mm-hmm. I could invest in equipment, in services, because it's it's cost uh, with different things to to run this show. Yes. And also, I will also include in in uh, the blog post and also on the site egonetcost.com uh, different products that could be suitable for podcasting. Uh, right now, on the on the site is up. Uh, headphones uh, when I'm listening to podcast or out walking or talking on my iPhone uh, Urbanista uh, San Francisco at the in-ears uh, headphones and um, right now I got a new pair uh, from Audio Technica so I will include that in, in the future do you have a what, what do you listen use when you are uh, using your phone or listening to your your computer? Do you have any special headphones or earphones or something else? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> something really basic. I yeah. think that's the earphones that I got from my uh, my iPod like six or seven years ago. So yeah. it's nothing and really. I mean, they, and that's good. amazing with this, uh, as I said, the trade principle also, the free market that you could get uh, good products at a very, uh, at a very uh, good price. Uh, so it's a good value for, for the mm-hmm. price. So exactly. that's why I with uh, San Francisco Urbanista, I got it and I had it in, uh, used it very much and, and now uh, I had to get a new pair and then I tested um, another brand. So it's interesting to mm-hmm. test out different products here during during the times. So what what are your future plans, uh, Sandrine? Oh, that's... Uh... <laughs> That's hard to answer because my schedule changes yeah. all the time. <laughs> I um, I have an idea for a third social media book, uh, but I don't know when I will um, actually start writing. <laughs> so I really don't know. But uh, at the end of this month, I'm starting teaching classes again. I teach... Um, French mm-hmm. and social media as well. Social media 101 uh, in different uh, locations in Winnipeg. Yeah. So that's, is it at universities or is it a private? No, it's not for university. Um, it's, um, I started uh, with the local bookstore. Ah. Uh, okay. They have a specific program because they are in an independent bookstore. Mm-hmm. So they actually had to find a way to keep making money because le- people don't buy books as much as they used to. No. Uh, so they had to create a program, but this program offers tons of different classes. And I'm just one of many instructors out there. And uh, that's uh, part of what I do. So that's a great I idea. Do you, do, you, do you want to mention the name of a bookstore? Uh, it's called McNally Robinson Booksellers. McNally? McNally Robinson Booksellers. Great. Yeah. 
are they all around uh, Canada or is it in, in Winnipeg? Uh, I think they have another location, but uh, they're mostly in Winnipeg. They mm. have another location. I can't remember where right now, but uh, two locations. That's it, I think, in Canada. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I mean, I am a big fan of Amazon right now. Uh, I mean, Bezos is, uh, I think... Struggling maybe too hard word, but I mean he's thinking of what what to do with his yes next uh, thing that he's coming up with. I mean this uh, phone he that he fire or what it's called mm -hmm. uh, hasn't turned out so so well I think. Uh, but I mean he has done things before that have then turned around. Mm -hmm. But he started with books and now he sell everything uh, under the sun. Mm -hmm. But what they don't have is a physical location. Mm -hmm. And these other bookstores, if they if they create a comfy atmosphere yes. and their knowledge about books and literatures, and maybe serve coffee or, or, or in my case tea, um, mm -hmm. then it, and then they don't have to be the cheapest uh, store exactly. on that book. Exactly. Uh, so I think it's a great uh, idea uh, by this yeah. McNally Robinson bookseller. Yeah, actually, the, the the bookstore has a restaurant. Yeah. Okay. And they also have. Um, I think they have a Starbucks mm -hmm. inside or no, no, not a Starbucks. What am I talking about? They have a coffee place. Sorry, yep. a coffee place. Uh, so they have everything. Yep. You can spend half a day at the bookstore and not just looking at books. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what you're saying. They were, they were very smart about, about everything. They, they foresaw what was going on and they were able to act accordingly. So it's, 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 it's a great, it's a great place. Yeah. Great, great to hear. Thanks for the tip. So, yeah, you have future plans on writing a book, a new book. Anything else that you're planning on? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know yet. It, it, um, usually ideas come to me in the shower, like a lot yeah. of people. And, uh, and they can come in a flash or they can not come at all. Yeah. So right now, my idea would be to... to to have some time to sit down and, and write this third book. But unfortunately, I don't have time. So and since my schedule changes all the time, I can't uh, really say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So yeah. I could I re relate to that. I mean, I is an aspiring author and will write a book on tea. And mm -hmm. I see this challenge um, to, to write every day and come up with ideas. And it, it's uh, it's a challenge. Uh, it's a, I'm using a service called 750words.com okay. uh, that you can write 750 words per day and it's it's only to write like a flow and then of course mm -hmm. you could do other things also but it's to get this uh, momentum, this daily routine mm -hmm. it's important so uh, I understand what you're saying about time uh, but it, it will come to you and it's interesting to to hear about that and when you said about the ideas do you always um, as i do um, have a small notebook i have a moleskin notebook in in my back pocket always and then i have a small pen in in uh, like on a holster or, or on my belt so mm -hmm. if i come up with a good idea or something like that so i'm I both technically in high tech but also i like uh, to write by hand and with um, low tech uh, tools that that's the best that's the best tools, I think. Yeah. Technology will never replace writing and, and feeling, you know, experiencing like touching a book, touching yeah. something, a piece of paper. It doesn't replace that. It can't beat like the, the feeling of touching something, experiencing something. Because 
that's the way you experience emotions as well because when you touch something yeah. uh, a lot of us think we are visual learners but we also like to touch things to experience things if you remove that from us then you're in for trouble really uh, you create adults that you know cannot experience something so you stun them in a way so it's important to continue having books continue having low technology uh, things are not always fun to do but at least you get to experience things yeah, and a uh, good, good reflection there. I will include that in the show notes. Uh, I wrote uh, wrote a book review of Tim Sanders' book, uh, and he has this big idea on, about uh, reading and literature, and why you should you buy books in book covers also, uh, like hard covers. So mm-hmm. I like both that to write notes and to to flip through it and smell it and, and have it but also like audible to to be time efficient uh, to to listen when you can't hold any book or whatever and, and still get this uh, intellectual fuel so i think it's a uh, good to have a combination of bo- yes. both traditional books and and uh, more um, how to say modern ways of uh, consuming uh, literature <laughs> so uh, that's great to hear um please uh, do uh, where could uh, the listeners fi- find you sandrine oh i stalk the internet so yeah <laughs> so if i do a, uh, and then uh, could you could you spell your uh, surname your last name uh my last name yes uh my last name is m a double r o u a t as in tom uh so my website, uh, so people should start with my website because it's the easiest way to find me because my name is so complicated uh, Then a couple of years ago, I decided to remove my domain name with my name on it because people couldn't find me. Yeah. It was too hard to spell. So I went for socialmediaslant.com. Mm. Uh, so social media slant, S-L-A-N-T as in Tom, mm. um, because that way people could remember. Yeah. You know, when you have it, and you know it, when you have a unique name for people around you, it's hard for them to remember, especially when, you know, they're double R's, you know, several consonants, it's hard for them to remember. So you have to, to make sure that you create something that is memorable. Yeah, and it's a bit, it's a bit, I mean, quirky and cheeky also with slant, with the social media slant. I, yes. I like it. It's like uh, when we talk about social, uh, mainstream media in, in social media circles, uh, they know what we are talking about, but yep. we have a certain opinion about the old media. But I like this social media slant. It's it's uh, you you remember it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I ask I ask for feedback right before choosing the name. I talk to a lot of people to have their feedback. Yeah, and that's how I I chose this name because of the feedback. Because I knew people would remember, and I asked different kinds of people, pe- members of my audience, and I asked for like the specific feedback not just yes it's great no it sucks and so on and so forth i wanted really constructive so that i could i could use that and uh, so i'm glad i'm glad you uh, you like it yeah great Kate and sandrine uh, do you have any uh, thing else you want to add or any thought or yeah something you want to say uh, at the end of the show here no i i want uh, i want to thank you very much for having me today it was uh, it was fun Great uh, improvised. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Sandrine. So I will end uh, the show here uh, to say how you could reach out to to me, and it's you could go to egonetcast 
egonetcast.com and you could go to on Twitter egonetcast also and on Facebook uh, egonetcast and ego podcast and uh, where we could continue the conversation and the discussion and if you Sandrine have anything you want to add there you you of course welcome to do that on the Facebook page for example or on Twitter or on uh, leave a comment when I am publishing um, the podcast here the interview later on when you could add something there so with that Sandrine I thank you very much for your time and for the conversation it was great fun and uh, talk to you soon again thank you bye bye cheers <laughs>